And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome back for another show of music and all kinds of other stuff thrown in just to entertain you. We've got a solid hour for you, some great music, and we're going to start it right now with a really interesting take on Americana from a guy who calls himself Paul Nurgat. This is My True Loves from his album, Slightly Serious. One of those mornings The river cuts through the hay And I know that rain or shine Is gonna be a beautiful day There's rocks and logs and eddies Places a fish can hide Rising water level The mountain snow just cries I'm gonna fish till dark and head home To the loves I left behind I'm gonna make sure they know Besides the fish They were the first things on my mind Gonna make 
make sure they know that the first thing's on my mind. Yeah, I'm headed home. And that's about as close to poetry as you can get in plain, simple music. Paul Nuragat, it's called My True Loves, from his third project in the last 13 months, an Americana album offering his spin on life's idiosyncrasies, and so casually and well-related. He's from Portland, Oregon, and his newest LP is labeled Slightly Serious and draws a humorous and poignant images across 10 original tracks. Now, that's coming out, as a matter of fact, very soon, May 20th. It'll be out on all major platforms. We're collaborating with talented instrumentalists from Austin to Italy. Fuses country, little rock and blues into an Americana vibe, and it is really a fun album just to kick back and listen to. I listened to this one that we just played, and I could picture myself out there on the banks of some stream with my fishing pole and an MP3 player, just listening to the music kick back in the sun. How about you, John? Yeah, I, it's a really nice song. You know, it's not too many people that can take a country flavor and a touch of the urban folk scene from the early 60s and mash that up together and pull it off. But uh, exactly, he really does yes. with this song. It's got a, it's got a nice melody, very lyrical. I think he did a nice job with it. I really do. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just eminently listenable, and you feel like he's talking directly to you through his song. It's uh, it's a pretty powerful album. I I, I think uh, I think the listeners will like it. I know I do. I think you will too, John. We'll uh, even be exploring the possibility of getting him on the show here to talk about his album, his style of music, and and everything. Want to remind you that friends of ours, Glenn Laughlin and Deborah G. of the Cherry Blue Storms out of L.A. have been dealing with Glenn's serious health issues. And some of their friends and supporters are holding a benefit for them Thursday, May 26th. That'll be at the Universal Bar and Grill in Los Angeles from 7 to 11 p.m. If you support indie artists and their music and happen to be in the L.A. area on the 26th, there's a chance for you to meet some great indie talent, including the Cherry Blue Storms, and some great people, and give them the support that you'd like to get yourself if you had problems. The indie music community coming together for Glenn Laughlin and Deborah G. of the Cherry Blue Storms. Check it out if you're in the area. Get on over there and give them some love. I want to thank our friends at Rochester Free Radio, including Steve Litvak, whose Rock and Roll Rumble show follows immediately our show, the David Bowers Awards, on Rochester Free Radio on Saturdays. Armand Spins follows Rock and Roll Rumble, and they both spin some really eclectic rock and roll. You're going to hear some great stuff, much of which you may never have heard before and wonder why. They have some great stuff. And then, of course, on Saturday evenings on Rochester Free Radio, it's Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies Saturday at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Check them all out on Rochester Free Radio. John? Yeah, Dave. You know, we are doing a thing with Anchor FM, which is kind of a really cool platform. Uh, we want to mention that our friends 
and Anchor FM have made it possible for you to be a part of the David Bowers Awards, and I know everybody wants to be a part of our show. I, I know I do. If you'd like to contribute to the support of indie artists and music and our show, uh, simply click on the link at the end of this episode on Anchor FM and chip in whatever you can. We sure would appreciate it. I know that our indie artists, they'd appreciate it too. And it really is just that simple. And it will make you a part of the David Bowers Awards, supporting indie artists and the music that they make. David. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, John Bon Jovial. We do have a full show today with some great stuff coming up, including a couple of great guests, one of whom is standing by right now. And we're going to hear from him in just about four and a half minutes after we play his group's tune called Instant Replay. Here is Ludlow Street.
call themselves Ludlow Creek, and here to talk about it and tell us about them is their drummer, Mr. Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? Doing just fine. I want to thank you so much for joining us here today. Great to have you on the show, and I'm really excited about your group for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is the the hints of early Doobie Brothers that I catch there in your music, but uh, also <laughs> yeah. the, the uniqueness of the group, as I see from what I've read about you guys, unlike many groups that, you know, some musicians get together and they form a band and then they form a bond, hopefully, and become great friends, you're just the other way around. You've got a band that was made up of five close friends to begin with, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're all musicians, and of course we all hang out in the same places. We're all buddies long before we actually got a band going together. And uh, Tom, who is the bass player in the band, and Michelle, who is the keyboard player, they always would have these big, elaborate, we call them rock fests. They have a big uh, space out in the country, and four or five or six bands would get together for a rock fest, and all these different people would gather and listen and play, and it was just a bunch of musicians and a great time. Well, we all became huge friends that way. We were all in different bands at the time, but uh, somehow or another, we all kind of landed together uh, trying to cover for each other and uh, it just turned into a band so <laughs> it was kind of unexpected but it was a great thing are they still doing them well you know covid kind of uh, hit uh, hit everybody pretty hard uh, there are plans to do another one this year uh, they are private events though i will say that uh, okay we won't tell that. anybody how they get there but <laughs> hey it sounds like a lot of fun you guys have been, uh, what, you guys are going on, going into your 10th year, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, absolutely. John and I started the David Bowers Awards in 2013, and we're going into our 10th year, uh, come up the first of the year, so we'll have to keep in close contact. We can celebrate our mutual birthdays together. Absolutely. Congratulations, by the way. That sounds great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate that. And John Bon Jovial is waving frantically at me because he wants to jump in here. So go for it, John. <laughs> frantically, yes. Well, you know, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit, David, with the uh, Doobie Brothers reference. But the, the thing that impressed me more about the song is that I really like the fact that 
you know, you can go to any kind of bar out there, and you're going to hear this on the jukebox, this, this style of music. And uh, that's one band. of the things I really like about it. Seriously, uh, you know, you guys have got a, a, a really good tight sound. And, you know, being a bit of an audiophile myself, I always try to delve into what goes into making a song like this. And to uh, paraphrase Joe Walsh, I'm an analog man living in a digital world. Did you use any analog production techniques in uh, putting this song together? Well, I will be 100% correct and, and, and tell you the truth that no, we did not. But I will also say that I also am an analog man. I come from the days of splicing uh, commercials together with, uh, with a razor blade and some spicy uh -huh. I go way back there. I never worked in the radio station, but I worked uh, for several ad agencies locally who had production studios, and we would produce our own commercials for our clients and send those out to the radio station. So I was the guy in the studio cutting tape all day long. You know, we wrote a lot of jingles at the same time, so uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Did a lot of car dealer uh, commercials. Oh, <laughs> you might imagine. boy, we had fun with those. <laughs> but, you know, oh, yes, we, we did. You, you really learn how to write a hook when you do that. So we try to incorporate that in everything that we do. And, you know, we, we all grew up in the seventies. We love that music from the seventies. In fact, yep. when, when it was time for, for us to kind of start getting out here uh, into the, into the public a little bit more, uh, the big question was, well, what is your genre? And, you know, we had a million people telling us a million different things based on different songs. But you remember back in the seventies, you would get a record and it would, it would span the globe with cool stuff. You know, there'd be mm. all kinds of styles on there. We're trying to bridge that gap a little bit. I don't know how successful we are, but we're trying. Well, we're going to give the folks a couple of samples today, one they just heard, and uh, we're going to close this segment with your uh, What About Love, which we want to have you talk about in a moment. Now, you started as a cover band originally, Southbound. Somehow, for some reason, you decided to try writing and performing your own music. Yeah, we, uh, we, we love pl playing covers. We did that for years and years and years, just loved playing out, standing in front of an audience and, and seeing the reaction of people. And at some point, I think I brought up, you know, we probably ought to record some music because I've got some songs that we could do. And, and, you know, then Alan would bring, yeah, i got some songs. And T Dave, hey, i got a couple of songs too. So next thing you know, we've all got songs. We're like, well, you know, let's see what we can do. So we, so we went ahead and recorded it and released it. Nobody in the in the world heard it much but us, but we realized nobody could find us because our name was Southbound. And if you go to Amazon and look up Southbound, there's like 500 of them. And so we <laughs> we immediately realized we're not going to have any luck here because a nobody can find us because of our name. So we're going to have to you know kind of shift gears. So we shifted gears and turned into Ludlow Creek. Re-released our first record. We have our second. Just finished mixing our second record. Uh, we're very excited about that, and we're currently working on the third one at the same time. So Now, the name Ludlow Creek, I know, is the actual name of a real 13-and-a-half-mile-long stream in Ohio. Matter of fact, it's a tributary of the Stillwater River, and for those of you who really like to get into the finer details, it was named after a government surveyor named Israel Ludlow. I've always been a font of useless trivia. Did you know that <laughs> when you named your group, or did you just decide, hey, that's a neat name and we'll go with it? Well, oddly enough, Ludlow Creek runs right behind our practice space, and awesome. it's a beautiful <laughs> setting. And so, you know, we go down there and hang out. 
just hang out, and we thought, what better of a name than Ludlow Creek? I mean, it has meaning for us, and Ludlow, of course, uh, downtown Dayton, there's a, a major thoroughfare called Ludlow, uh, Ludlow Street. So, you know, it just kind of worked out. It just felt right for us. Nothing wrong with that, Andy. It is an original name, and I, I salute you for having the <laughs> foresight and thinking about looking it up to see if there are other bands because we're constantly running into groups that have not done that. And I'll ask them, I'll say, okay, now, how does someone looking for you distinguish between your band and the other band with this name? So I congratulate you on that. John? You, you got me thinking about the, uh, you know, the name change. You, know, you were called one thing, and now you're called another thing. Uh, and Ludlow Creek it seems to me anyway to be a, a pretty unique name. Yeah. And it comes off the tip of the tongue pretty easily. But since you did change the name of the band to Ludlow Creek, what kind of response are you getting from search engines, from uh, other platforms like uh, CD Baby, from uh, you know Spotify? Have you seen an increase in the number of hits that you're getting since you've done that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It it, it has completely changed our outlook. Uh, we have, I, I think there are about four pages. If you just search for Ludlow Creek, boom, we come up actually. Uh, before the creek does. <laughs> and I think there's about four pages of results in Google. I think we've had a little over 13,000 spins on that particular song, and we just released it in, uh, at the beginning of March. So we're doing pretty well with that. Indeed you are. And now you said you're on your second album coming out. You're already at work on your third album, and hopefully we'll stay on your mailing list and and get a sample of that when it's available. Maybe you'll even come back and introduce it to us. But what else have you got in the fire? Well, we are getting ready to do some performance uh, videos. We recently uh, released a video uh, called Stony Lonesome Road. It's off our upcoming record. And if you you go watch that video, on that same property, there is a huge bank barn that has been completely restored from the ground up. It is the most gorgeous place in the world inside. And so the band is going to set up in the round, and we're thinking about uh, doing some performance videos in there like that with a sparse group of folks, uh, friends that that, uh, have hung out with the band since the beginning. Uh, We're just going to do some performance videos, and we think that's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a few local dates planned at this point, and I hear rumors about a possible upcoming tour, but... They're just rumors at this point from my standpoint. You know, we all have different different jobs in the band, and my job is not booking, so I, I keep my fingers <laughs> out of that, and I just listen. I keep my ear to the ground to see what's going on there. Well, yeah, we know the drummer's just the motivator that makes the band run, so we understand that completely. Before <laughs> well, we let I you thank go... thank you for saying that. <laughs> hey, listen, I've heard all of the old drummer jokes. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> okay. I said we wanted to talk to you about this other tune we got coming up, but before we do, one of the other things that we like to always do is give our guests the opportunity to tell the listeners how they can find them, how they can follow them, get in touch with them, and most importantly, how they can get your music. Great. Just go to ludlowcreek.com. You'll find some music there. You'll find uh, our videos there. Uh, You'll find uh, the uh, Ludlow Creek family. If you sign up for the Ludlow Creek family, you'll get uh, email blasts occasionally letting you know what we're doing and how we're doing and what's coming up next. 
It'd be a great way to stay in touch with us. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ludlow Creek or instagram.com uh, forward slash Ludlow Creek. That should do that pretty well, and they'll be able to keep in touch with you. We want to also remind you that we'd like you to keep in touch with us because you're part of our family now, having been on the show. One of the things we do, I have a myriad of pages online. On Facebook, we have the David Bowers Awards Groups Music page, and that is there for guests on the show to post their new releases, their appearances, anything you want to share with the listeners and also reach new listeners, feel free to go ahead and post it there, and we'll pick it up and spread it around to our other pages that we post to. So post it up there, we'll spread it around. Just don't put anything on there you want to keep a secret. (laughs) Sounds like a winner. Thank you very much. We'll do that. You're very welcome. Now, last but not least before you go, Tell us about What About Love. Well, I'll tell you, What About Love was written uh, during the the last presidential election. Here in Ohio, I don't know what it's like where you're at, but here in Ohio, there were, I mean, it got ugly, nasty. I mean, you couldn't watch TV, you couldn't listen to the radio. It was just political nastiness everywhere. Went out to walk the dog one afternoon. Uh, I was just steaming from hearing all this stuff, and I just needed to cool off. And here's signs. Everybody's got, you know, political signs in the yard. Red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, and I'm like, and they're just nasty. And I'm thinking to myself, what happened to love? You know, what happened here? Uh, And so that's how that song was conceived. I just had been fed up with with everything going on. What about love? What about peace and love and understanding? So that's that's how that song started. Well, I can relate to that because that seems to be pervasive everywhere. This country has gotten so intense and divided, I might add. Yeah, you're right. What about love? They seem to have forgotten that along with a few other things like tolerance. And uh, But we won't go there. Understand completely what your message is, and we sure do appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Ludlow Creek is the name of the band, and here they are with What About Love? I called an old friend today didn't really have much to say, just shooting the breeze and talking about the good old days. He started talking about the president and didn't think that he was making sense. And I found myself on the wrong side of the fence. He got mad and he hung up the phone. And I just sat there all alone, wondering what on earth the world is coming to. What about love? What about peace, love, and understanding? What about getting along even when we disagree? And what about the rain? Putting a smile upon your face. We can make this world a better place when we start. Divided views and I can't tell who is telling the truth. They say it's dark before the dawn, but well, 
much, Jeff, for joining us today. All our best to everybody else in the group. We have another gentleman standing by, and John Bon Jovial, I don't know if you remember it or not, because it was all a week ago, but I surprised you last week with an instrumentalist, which I believe was the first instrumentalist we had on the show. She was a lovely violin player. Oh, she was great. great. Music. Lo- I love talking to her. And I love- I'm going to do it again to you right now, because we've got one fantastic sax man standing by. Here he is with a thing called Mona Lisa. This is David Carr, Jr.
David Carr Jr. That's called Mona Lisa. And here's the man called David Carr Jr. Hello, David. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Hope you are too. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Well, the pleasure's all mine. The pleasure's all mine. Well, not entirely, because the pleasure is ours to get to know you and your music. Some great work there, great sound, and we're definitely looking forward to hearing more about David Carr. Been doing this for a long time, so how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have as much as we'd like to have, but uh, nevertheless, <laughs> I know you don't get that good in a short period of time. Tell us a little bit about your background, David. Well, when I was a kid, my dad managed to get me a saxophone when I was about 12, 12 years old, and, and uh, he played too, and that's what inspired me to, to pick it up start playing and lifelong journey ever since and I'm loving it more and more as the the 48 years, 49 years have gone by. Self-taught, taught myself how to play, taught myself how to build my own studio, build my own computers. As I said, I don't do this stuff. I mean, I'd ever get a so-called recording contract. So I gave myself one. So I do all the production, all the writing. Well, I want to jump in here. Uh, This is John, uh, David. I want to jump in here for just a moment and ask you about that instrument that you're playing. Is, Is that a soprano saxophone? That's actually alto. It's an alto. Okay. Well, I was sort of close. Uh, <laughs> no, I've, I've been I've been listening to your music, and you know, it struck me that I'm hearing influences from the jazz world, and uh, one of which was uh, Joe Sample and the uh, Jazz Crusaders. My father was an absolute diehard Thelonious Monk fan. As a kid, I listened to Thelonious Monk a lot and mm-hmm. uh, fell in love with with his playing. And I can hear a few shades of that in there. And What are your influences? Who Who is your muse? You know, when you start learning how to play and you're a young kid, they first just want to be able to get a song out. So I figured out, oh, it's not magic. You can actually figure out how to get a song out of Old McDonald had a partner. You start listening to other cats and old school King Curtis, and you hear these guys, Washington Jr., and... Grover changed my entire outlook on the saxophone. He changed how I wanted it to sound. And my dad was the first one to say, okay, your most important thing on this instrument is your tone, period. The note, the sound is the most important. And I still live by that philosophy today. So everything I can get my hands on, whether it be an opera singer, a jazz singer, jazz player, flat rock, I got all these influences from different genres of music and uh, different musicians and play different instruments, singers, songwriters, arrangers. And I still take these things in. I still apply it towards my music because I did not want my playing, the saxophone, or my songwriting to really, I didn't want to sound like I was cloning anything, like I was plagiarizing anything. You know, I wanted it to be original. Two bars into it, oh, man, I wanted that David Carr Jr., you know. So that's kind of where... I still hang on to those principles even now as a still as a, at 61 years old still hanging on to those keep it real keep it keep the love going you know if it comes in your mind you know make it flow I won't let keyboard players write for me cuz they have typical ways of writing music they have typical chord mm-hmm. structures and me not being a keyboard player that's well let me come up with my own let me come up with some chord structures I can't reinvent the wheel but I can make it interesting from what we're hearing it seems to be working quite well. I know my introduction 
to jazz was through Brubeck back in the 50s. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I can relate to some of what you're doing to what I heard and learned listening to the uh, Brubeck Quartet. I can hear the relationship in the music you have. And I also see where you're able to draw from multiple genres, which I think is great. Anybody that knows me knows that one of the things I appreciate the most is an artist who can go cross genres and do it right, not just do it because they want to do it, but to do it and make it work for them. And I'd say you're doing a pretty good job of that, wouldn't you, John? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and again, you know, you're talking about genres. Jazz is a unique genre of its own, and of course there's many sub-genres in there. David mentions uh, the, you know, the Brubeck Ensemble, and of course I said Thelonious Monk and, and Joe Sample. You know, you also had uh, an instrumentalist like Doc Severinsen, who, right. when he wasn't, you know, when he wasn't doing the commercial shtick for for Johnny Carson, was an amazing jazz trumpeter. There's another guy, and matter of fact, he works at the music store next door to the business that I have. He was one of the original trumpeters for Tower of Power. I have a thing for brass. I love that big band sound, and I love mm-hmm. I love smooth, you know, something that's just you know smooth music on the stereo to paraphrase Tom Waits there. I never get to hear the music before we air it on the show. So this was the first time that I've ever heard uh, Mona Lisa. And I, I got to tell you, I find myself, you know, kind of bobbing my head to it a little bit and, mm-hmm. and digging on it. It's very nice. And, and I'm very much, very much looking forward to hearing Salient Touch. Yeah, I should mention to you, David, that that's one of the uh, basics of our show. John never hears the music or even knows who the artist is, so he can't cheat before we put it on the show because I like to get his. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I figure there are listeners, there are going to be so many of them that are unfamiliar with the artist. I want to get a feel from someone who is unfamiliar with the artist and doesn't know what he's going to be listening to and get his gut reaction. That so far, beautiful. it has worked very well, so I think we'll, uh, I think we'll leave it that way. But uh, yeah. in talking about history and roots and things, you have some very interesting roots. U.S. Marine Corps band, and then you've got a uh, funk dance band and a bunch of other stuff. But I was really intrigued by the fact that you were a key performer at Strictly Taboo. I was a headliner there for about 10 years, and I started playing there. And I heard about Taboo, heard about Taboo at the time. I still had my cover band thing going, you know, singing the cameo stuff. And I was, and I was sneaking some, a couple of originals in there back and forth. But, I, but the whole intent was eventually just get to the saxophone and just play my horn. That's all I wanted to do. Put that to the side. No more brick house for me. And started playing my originals. And I, the Taboo uh, let me bring my uh, quartet in there at the time, and, and we immediately started burning that place down. Because uh, I went in there strictly on nothing but originals, just stuff I had written, and I just mm-hmm. stuck, stuck with that. So, and it would be lines, you know, 30, 40 minutes around the, around the building trying to get in there wow. on the weekends when I was playing. So it was a, it was a hot, fun time. I bet it was, and that place has a history. So uh, I'd say you've got yourself a uh, permanent spot in Texas music history, especially jazz history. I know you've got yourself a spot in the Oklahoma Blues Hall of Fame, which I congratulate you on. I wouldn't be surprised if there are more accolades waiting in the wings. Now, it says in your bio that uh, you're performing with a full band, 
mostly around North Texas, Oklahoma, and points in between. Do you ever venture out from that area? I'm, I'm working on it. The genre has, the instrumentalist part of the genre has struggled for the past 15, 20 years to even catch a breath or anything because nothing, nothing but the independents are supporting it. No major labels are supporting it or anything like that. And if they do pop up occasionally, it's guys that were real hot in the 90s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're not signing any independents like myself that still stands with the tradition of the music still has to be creative. That's what made it cool is that it was, it was creative. Not right. two artists sounded like, not the music didn't sound like, and then unfortunately it kind of seemed like it turned into a kind of a bona fide different kind of music or something, elevated music. And I said, well, I'm not doing my music like that, so they're still not going to sign me. And I'm cool with that. But I'm still moving forward. We're trying to keep mm-hmm. it interesting and creative, but entertaining to the audience. Because bottom line, if they don't dig it, What's the point? You got nothing, right? Yeah, then right. you might just well sit home and play in your living room. Yeah, you've got a you've got a good strong sound. You've got a a sound that's readily identifiable. If you find the right venues, right. you definitely have something to run with. I mentioned it because we always ask. We like to know if you're going to be playing in our areas. Now, John is down in Florida in the Naples Fort Myers area. I'm out mm-hmm. in the the Phoenix Metro. So if you ever head to one of those markets. Definitely give us a shout because we'd uh, like to absolutely. come out and see you and hear you in action. Also, I'd like to tell you that on Facebook, we have the David Bowers Awards, which is the music group page that. there. Yeah. That's there. That is there for artists who have been on our show primarily to promote themselves, their music, their play dates, whatever they're doing, anything they'd like to share with their audience or share to build a new audience. If you Great. post up there and you don't need my permission or a press release or anything, just post it directly there, and we'll pick it up and share it with all the other places that we post. So we'll try and help you spread the word there. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So I really appreciate it. Um, Because we need it badly. It's because I think it'll come back around, and it's just trying to get the other artists, the young up-and-coming saxophonists or or whatever they are as instrumentalists, Mm -hmm. to kind of understand to get it's more than just playing the instrument it's more to it than that uh just a little difficult to get some of the youngsters to kind of listen to the vets you know the 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 guys have been doing it for a long time and a lot of their eyes we're just old guys and what do we know (laughs) (laughs) but you're right it it is something that uh, it's cyclical for one thing and it is something that you know, you're not going to hear on the radio, so the younger generation is not going to just jump into it. They're going to have to be right. exposed to it. And, well, it's it's kind of like an acquired taste. You, you, you've got to listen it to is. it, and it'll ring a bell, and suddenly you realize, wow, that is way cool. And that's a good thing. But uh also want to take a moment here before we let you go to let you tell all the people out there, where they can find you online, how they can follow you, get in touch with you, and, of course, as we always say, get your music, because that's the bottom line. Absolutely. The, the music is streaming on Amazon and iTunes, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Pandora, uh, Spotify. Uh, you can get still get hard copies from me at www.davidcarrjr.com. If you want hard copies, you have to actually come to my website and uh, get those. And listen to the music way it was intended, you know. Um, Absolutely, yes. And um, uh, and play, actually, I've got a big show coming up, my birthday bash concert in Oklahoma City, uh, in Edmond, Oklahoma, 
It's my homecoming uh, birthday bash. Uh, awesome. Well, congratulations there. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'll be the tender age of 62 years old, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and, well, I, uh, I, knew you, I knew you had the birthday party coming up, and it's kind of a, an Oklahoma homecoming too, isn't it? It is. I played there a couple times at the, the, the university there, a couple of times before COVID hit, and we all know how that all went. Oh, so we're yes. just getting back into it and um, and uh, uh, trying to pack the house. And I've gotten getting calls today. People are buying tickets, so that's very encouraging. And um, uh, and I'm just want I want to ex- spread this these shows out. You know, I'm thinking about places in Kansas. Um, maybe try to get some stuff going in Austin. Austin stuff because there's so many musicians. It's hard to sell tickets in Austin. So um, it, you know, so I'm, I'm I've got a a lot of possibilities I'm looking at, but I'm starting uh, uh, kind of, I guess, in a regional, close around at home sure. to spread this thing out. Unless some major agent picks me up and decides, okay, well, we can put you here, put you there. And even then, that's going to be suspect. I've got to kind of, you know how that goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. You know, yeah. I, can star- I can starve to death without any help. I don't need help yeah, be, Beware <laughs> of Greeks bearing gifts. <laughs> yes. I got you there. Yeah. Listen, I want to thank you so much, David, for coming, sharing time, sharing your music and your story with us. And we want you to know you're part of our family. So please do keep in touch. We like to keep track of our family. And uh, we'll look forward to maybe having you come back soon. The, the honor and the pleasure is mine, and I really look forward to it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. David Carr, Jr., and here he is with Salient Touch.
Jr. We want to thank David and also the band Ludlow Creek for sharing time, music, and stories with us today. We want to thank you for sharing your time and being here to listen. And we'll be back next week. John Bon Jovial, I think it's time for you to take us home. I am getting my hiking shoes on now, David. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and is available free on most of the major streaming services. On Anchor FM, you can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music by clicking the link at the end of this episode and making a donation. That would be really cool if you would do that. We'd appreciate it. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards and join us next week, Saturday at noon on WRFZ FM 106.3 Rochester Free Radio. That's Rochester, New York, and, of course, noon Eastern time. And then you can also find us Sunday on Blog Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all of the other crew of uh, moronic Radio Ranchero hands here at the Radio Ranch, I am the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial saying, uh, be good to each other, please. It's just a crazy world out there. A little bit more love. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.